This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season number two. It's episode 89, Cubs free agent pitching options for 2024. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Well, Crowley, happy uh, week of Thanksgiving. Hope you had a good weekend. I want to hear about your uh, autograph hounding. I saw on social media that you were uh, first in line for Kyle Schwarber. We'll get to that in a few minutes, but uh, hopefully you're having a good week so far. Yeah, the, the Chicago Sports Spectacular. Uh, for those of you that listened to the last podcast, we had uh, Kevin Schwartz on. It was an absolute blast. Uh, a lot of Cubs there. And so, um, you know, I, I got to do, I, unfortunately it's not hounding cause I, I have to pay for it. Uh, but <laughs> it, you know, it'd be a lot better if it was free, but you know, Hey, these things cost money. And, and when you pay them, they actually do exactly what you ask for the most part. So, um, it was cool. You know, I got to talk a little bit to Kyle Schwarber, uh, or all this Chapman. I mean, the, the dude is just huge. Addison Russell was there. Really? Um, Addison Russell was there. Oh yeah! Wow! Oh, yeah. oh he uh, a lot of people trying to get those team signed now, pieces. You don't mind me asking? And now you brought this up, and, and, yeah. and you know, uh, so two part question: What did you have Addison Russell sign? That probably mm-hmm. isn't the secretive question. But w- what does one? What does an Addison Russell get to charge for an autograph these days? So uh, he, I did um, with all of these signings there's all kind of different tiered prices. So if you get an eight by 10 photo and a baseball, they're roughly the same. Then it goes up 11 by 14, 16 by 20. So size of the item changes things. Right. Like a a jersey's different, right? Right. Game. uh, Jersey's a premium. Any game use stuff or premium stuff like that. So it all depends. I got an 11 by 14 signed and I think it was like 60, 70 bucks. Um, I didn't know if maybe it was like a, a world like a, a piece that you were trying to fill out like a- yeah that's that that's what it was it was a it's um it's it was given out to all the season ticket holders on season ticket holder day in 2017 okay the cubs had seven representatives that year in the all-star in the 2016 all-star year game right and so in 2017 they gave us a picture of all the uh, all-stars holding the jersey so it is and i have it signed by zobris lester russell and dexter fowler so still missing Arietta. Yeah, still missing Arietta, Bryant, and Rizzo. So okay, so maybe the three hardest, right? Um, you never know. Uh, Rizzo did a private signing in the summer, and Chris Bryant did a private. Now, when you're a private, you don't get to attend. So that's what, is that, what does that mean when you're a private? Uh, that means you're going to send it in, and someone's going to have it sent. Ah, so you, you so you would send your item off. Correct. And then the item would be coming back to you. So no Correct. pictures, no small talk. Nope. None of that okay. stuff. All right. 
pure um, business. Now, if you were now, let me ask you this. Now, now we're off on a tangent, but that's okay. I think hopefully the listeners will find this interesting. Um, if if there was, and hopefully there is, because I want you to get your stuff done. If there is a Brian or Rizzo private that you know about, two part question: Is that the item that's going? And are you limited to one item or it's as much as you want to spend as much as you want to spend. Okay. It's, it's, now, if, you mean, if, if you only have like one thing you could get signed by Rizzo or Bryant based on the price point, are you finishing that piece or would you want an individual thing? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty good. It would probably be that piece if it was just one thing. Cause I do have a lot of Rizzo and Bryant signed stuff. Oh, you've already so, got that stuff. Okay. Well, I yeah. didn't know you already had them signed on stuff. Okay. Oh well, yeah. Then, okay. Most, the only guys I'm really lacking on, and even that is not a lot. Um, you know, I need Sutcliffe on a couple of things, but the one guy, the unicorn for everybody is John Lackey. And he I was just, just going to guess, will not that. Sign. I guess that he will not a, sign. He's a strange bird. He has been offered large sums of money to just sit in his house. Like people are going to fly and bring things and give him gobs of money from what I hear. Yeah. He still won't do it. And so, and is it just, just to be a, a, uh, 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 you know what? I mean, what, what's the, is there a reason behind it? Is I just he don't always, think he's he always been this way. Is there like, is there like John Lackey Cardinal stuff out there? Is let, there let, let me ask you a question. Would you feel comfortable walking up to John Lackey and asking him to sign something? No, but I, I, I didn't mean, know if like the Cardinals <laughs> did something like Cubs con, if they did like Cardinals fest or something. And if, if, I'm, I'm not saying that he didn't in his career. I wouldn't know that. I'm trying okay. to remember from his Cubs con. I know. I think he only went to one Cubs convention. Um, he was a Cub, what, 2016, 2017. And so I remember, I think, I believe he was there 2016. Yeah, he was there 2016. I don't remember him signing. And then 2017, he wasn't there. Him and Lackey went golfing instead. Right. Or uh, Lester, sorry. All right. Well, we've just talked about some pitchers, so let's get back on track. And we are talking about the uh, free agent class, those pitchers that could be on the bump for the Cubs in the coming up season. Right. Now, if you remember on the last podcast, we talked about the non-tender deadline that occurred on Friday. I thought um, that, you know, I said, look out for wisdom. I said, look out for Cody Hewer. And I can't remember the third guy I said to look out, but I, I, I had a feeling their goal was to get it down to 37, which is what they did. So a couple things that ended up happening, they did tender Patrick Wisdom a deal. I, so was, surprised Wisdom, by, I was surprised by that. I was surprised. Yep. yep. So Patrick Wisdom, was they worked out a new deal. So they had six arbitration-eligible players that were tendered contracts. Alzali Leiter, Magical, Julian Merriweather, Justin Steele, and Mike Talkman. Now, without getting into the details, all of that stuff has to be worked out by a certain date, and then then all of a sudden, if it doesn't, it has to go through arbitration. Then it we're goes not the arbitrator. Okay. Yeah, we're not there yet, but they were offered, and that's where the Cubs had to start. The Cubs and Patrick Wisdom, they did not. They offered him a completely separate contract. That's not going in front of arbitration. That's two point seven five million dollar contract for twenty twenty four. You know, with all the infielders, it was a surprise a little bit, but. When you talk about the lack of power and you don't know what's going to happen this off season, especially with Cody uh-huh. Bellinger, uh-huh. you may want to keep, it wouldn't hurt to keep him around for 2.75. Right. Because you could play him at third, you can play him at first. And if he got real desperate, you could play him in a corner outfield spot. Correct. And center. I guess he did play a little center field, right? Very little, but yeah, you don't want him there. Um, the, the Cubs non-tendered three players, right-handed pitcher, Cody Hewer. 
him and Nick Magical were in that trade to, you know, with Craig Kimbrell and he just injuries. Uh, left-handed pitcher Brandon Hughes was the surprise for me. Yeah. And then right-handed pitcher Ethan Roberts. So Hughes and Roberts both were not yet eligible for arbitration, but they're 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 dropped from the 40 man. And so these are, you know, that's a little bit tough now at this point. So what happens now is Hewer, Hughes, and Roberts are all free agents. That means they whoever's the highest bidder they can go to. So the Cubs no longer have exclusivity to those guys like they do now with Alzali and Lighter and Magical, Julian Merriweather. They're going to work arbitration. They're going to go through that process, but no one other than the Cubs are really going to sign them. Um, but Roberts, Hughes, and, and, and uh, Hewer, they could potentially be back with the Cubs, but that would mean that nobody else wanted to offer them a better contract. Gotcha. And so that's kind of where we are right now. And so at this point, we, we were down to 37, and that's the question is, who is going to fill the remaining three slots? So there's a couple ways we can do this. You can do it with free agents. You can do it with trades, or you can promote somebody from within the farm system. So Dustin, in this episode, we're going to look at the free agent market, specifically the pitching. And so before we even get started with free agency, we, we want to kind of get an idea uh, of budget, right? And, and, and again, these guys don't have to tell you exactly what they're going to do. But the idea is, is that, you know, are they willing to go over that luxury tax, which I believe right. is right now around $237 million. So their payroll in 2023 was about $189 million. That put them roughly around 11th place in payroll behind the Atlanta Braves. But everybody else looking at this uh, graph, it's a great graph, Crowley. Everybody else is way is north of $200 million. Right. So you could see that the Mets completely blew through that. And that's where people are mad at Steve Cohen, especially guys like Jerry Reinsdorf. He completely obliterated it. The Yankees right. I mean, were, no, I mean yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're like, like one and a half times the Cubs. Um, yeah. Well, the, the Mets are ridiculous. Right. The Yankees, you know, the Yankees are at 275 Padres go down to 250, but you're going to see them drop. Rangers are at 251 Phillies, 245. We know yeah, the but they're Phillies going up and the Phillies are going up. Right, Dodgers at 240, Houston 237. So you see a lot of playoff teams on here. Obviously, you know, not all of them made it, but you see the Rangers and the Phillies and the Dodgers and the Astros. Um, the Blue Jays the, were the Angels the, got the worst Braves. return on investment there, looking at the winning percentage. Oh, yeah. On what they placed that what they spent. <laughs> you know? So here's what we're looking at right here for 2024 payroll. Right now, the Cubs are seventh. Okay, so guys, you know, leave, free agents leave, contracts get off the books, all that stuff. And so the Cubs are roughly at about like, what, 168? Yep. And so they're at seventh place right now. Now, there are a couple retained salaries, which drive you nuts, but still going to have to pay Trey Mancini seven. Cody Bellinger is going to get a $5 million bonus uh, for the opt-out. And then the uh, Tucker Barnhart, $3 million. Brad Boxberger, eight hundred thousand dollars. So that's good. That's um, good walking away money, though, for uh, Bellinger, right? Like, right. You know, I, I, I don't. That part, I don't understand why how that gets negotiated in. I mean, that's good negotiating by well, let me let me take MLBPA and whatnot. I mean, so that that money might actually be off the books. I'd have to double check one more time because that might have been the club option. Not the player option, so okay. I'll double check. I mean, on that, that just seems like a lot of dough to walk to to walk away when you knew he was probably going to walk away anyway. 
So right. So my my guess is probably if I'm just guessing on it, 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 it that one probably he's not going to get that right now. So okay. we'll we'll see. If I look at the, I'm going to see if I can pull up the retained on the whites on the Cubs. I mean, again, not the end of the world. It's just something that kind of jumps off the page at you that you're paying that. I mean, I understand the Trey Mancini. He had a two-year deal, right? right. He, and you decide to get rid of him. Okay, I can get that. But why in the world would you let Bellinger get $5.5 million to go somewhere else if that's, ends up what, if that's what ends up My, happening? That, to me, I, when I'm thinking about it, sounds like the club option. So the Cubs could have paid to be out of that $5 million. Okay. Um, so if I'm looking at this right now, though, you are roughly about what 30, 60 million under the salary cap, right? Yeah, the luxury tax. There is no the luxury tax. Sorry, tax. sorry, luxury tax, luxury tax. That yep. that's pretty good, you know, money to play around with here. Right. Um, but when it comes to this season's free agent market, you, the starting pitcher, I think, is better than starting pitching market is better than the hitter. So we're gonna look at all the top free agents, but right now, just the pitching. And the list we're working off comes from Jim Bowden of the Athletic. I kind of took a look at some of the top pitchers. I didn't do all of them because there's a lot of free agent pitchers. And and here's what we know, right? The Cubs are looking for a front end starter, like a number one or a number two. So especially after Stroman opted out of his final year of his contract. And so when I was looking at these lists of guys that are out there and and kind of going through it, I didn't pick guys up like Johnny Cueto. You know what I mean? He's not a front-end starter anymore. Right. That's not a guy that you would, you'd put in there. So the guys I really wanted to focus on were the ones that I really thought the Cubs might go after. The first big name came off the board this weekend when the Phillies and Aaron Nola agreed to seven years, $172 million, keeping the Phillies' first-round draft pick from 2014 in Philadelphia. And then today, Dustin, a flurry of moves. The Atlanta Braves signed former White Sox swingman, I would say, free agent, Reynaldo Lopez to a three-year, $30 million contract. So but still, good dough, good dough for Reynaldo Lopez. I mean, it's like, right? You know, I mean. Right. And, and, and starter, bullpen guy. Right. Good good, good money if you can get it. And then Lance Lynn is going to make $10 million for a one-year prove-it deal with the Cardinals. So two former White Sox now, now gone off the market. But, you know, the Cardinals are in on a lot of pitchers, supposedly. That's what they said. Um, how many they land, don't know. But, you know, looking at this, I also didn't put in Clayton Kershaw because you know what he's doing. He's, he's one more year. He'll do it with the Dodgers for sure, I'm guessing. Uh, the other is Julio Urias, who I thought the Cubs were going to make a run at, but he received a second domestic violence infraction. So, obviously, the Cubs are not going to scratch him. Nope. Dustin, for this episode, I did not put Shohei Otani on there. I know he, he he's the dual threat and all of that, but – He's not pitching next year, regardless. No. In the future, you know, that's up for debate, and there's a lot of people talking about it right now, but we'll talk about him more next episode when we get to the hitters. Um, but the big, big news today is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He is, to me, the top of the list when it comes to pitching. He plays for the Oryx Buffaloes and he was posted today 
Now, here's if you don't know how this works, players from Japan's top league, the Nippon uh, Professional Baseball League, who do not have nine years of professional experience to gain international free agency can request to be posted. So that has happened, Dustin. He is now posted. So all 30 MLB clubs have 45 days to negotiate with him on, uh, after, right now. And if no agreement's reached in the time frame, he has to go back to the Buffaloes for another season. Okay. So the deal has to be done no later than 4 p.m. Central Time on January 4th. So just off of the math on that, Dustin, there's all these elevators the more the deal goes up. So the team that signed him to what we're going to assume is a nine-figure deal is going to pay Oryx, the team Oryx, 20% of the first $25 million plus 17.5% of the next $25 million and 15% of the total guaranteed value exceeding $50 million. And that's going to the organization, not the player. Correct. That's going to the this organization. Is of, this is on top of. Yes. But it, and so I'm you're going to that money doesn't count towards the say, uh, luxury tax, right? Correct. Okay. So the question you're going to ask now is, is he worth it? He's only 25 years old. And that's, that is surprisingly young to be able to come out and, and, and come stateside. And he has won the pitching triple crown, uh, lowest DRA, most strikeouts, most win in Japan for each of the past Two season. He won the LG Samuara Award the last three seasons, which is their equivalent to the Cy Young. Uh, on the Oryx this year, he went 16 and 6 in 23 starts with a 121 ERA. His fastball, Dustin, mid to high 90s with a wipeout split finger fastball and a plus curveball as part of his five pitch mix. Are you enticed yet? Yeah, those numbers are really good. So, Here's the thing is that Bowden has the Mets, Yankees, Dodgers, Phillies, Rangers, Cardinals, Giants, and the Red Sox, along with the Cubs, in on Yamamoto. Bowden predicts a seven-year, $211 million contract. If you're doing the math, people, that comes out to roughly $30, 30. million a year. Where, 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 where do you now? Uh, well, I'm just I, here, say. I, I think you could take the Philly. The Phillies are not going to be on in on this. So okay. I think Bowden made that speculation ahead of their signing. Mm -hmm. um, the Dodgers, you never know, but they're 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 rumored to be making a trade with the White Sox for Dylan Cease. So okay. if they were to do that, maybe they don't need to do that. I can't mm -hmm. see the Cardinals spending that kind of money. Um, will the Rangers spend that kind of money? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it screams like Mets Yankees to me, right? I think the Giants though are kind of desperate to do something, right? So, now and, and now the Red Sox are probably back. You know, they 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 seem to take a couple years off, and now they're going to get back into cranking out the checkbook. Now, one thing to kind of keep in mind here is, is that Yamamoto's 5'10", 175 pounds. So he's not like these giant beasts that you see. I, I saw Araldus Chapman this week. So he's kind of, he's, he, he's a little bit bigger than Strom. Right. And so the thing you worry about is, is that they don't pitch as much in Japan. They don't play, throw as many innings in Japan as they do in the United States. Right. And so... If you, I, I'm, I'm going to be very curious because Kodai Senga, who had a pretty darn good season with the Mets, they didn't pitch him every fifth day. They gave him a lot of breaks, a lot of pauses, a lot of, you know, 
those type of things. And that may be the model to kind of work on because it's just, like I said, it's, you don't play as many games. You don't throw as many innings. You don't have to do all the traveling that you do here. Uh, in addition to it being a new country and living up to a huge contract. So just something right, to keep in the back right, of the head. I don't even want to do the math, but if you got to pay him 211 million based on all that other, all those other numbers you shared, you're, you're North of 250 million all in on this guy. Yes. That's what it's looking like. So the other option then so is would what, you rather spend, okay, really quick. Would you rather spend 211 million on Cody Bellinger or this guy? That's a, that's going to be a phenomenal question. <laughs> that it's, it's, and there's that people, sounds about the number that Cody Bellinger is going to get. Right. And there's a lot of people very concerned about Bellinger as well. They have certain things that they're concerned about, but um, I, I, I don't know right now this, I mean, that is, I would love a guy that can throw mid to high nineties with a split finger and a plus curve. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that just makes me drool right there, but sounds you awesome. know, worried you know how he handles i don't worry about him handling mlb pitching or hitters i worry about like i said the wear and tear on his body so that's my concern right um next up though is 31 year old lefty blake snell who just won the cy young award went 14 and 9 last year with a 225 era 234 strikeouts dustin over 32 starts he didn't allow a run in five of the last six starts Remember, San Diego went on that big charge at the end. They finished just right behind the Cubs. Um, opposing, opposing batters have hit just .079 against his curveball and .185 against his changeup and .123 against his slider. Now, the thing about him, and Bowden points this out in the article, is that you know some teams are a little hesitant because he's pitched 180 innings only twice in his eight-year career and pitched fewer than 130 innings in the other six seasons. Now, Bowden does not have the Cubs in on him. He's predicting five years, $122 million for Snell. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I hope Bowden's right. I don't, I don't, I mean, I want the Cubs to buy everything, right? But because it's not my money, but I, I don't like that idea. I, right. I, I'd rather, I'd rather take a shot at the young Japanese pitcher over this guy. Now, I know yeah. you're talking another, it's basically another $100 million or, you know, $90 million based on the estimates, but, um, I would go that way again. I think, you know, Snell might be good for that team that thinks their, their window is shutting. The Cubs is just opening. Right. Right. And I don't see Blake Snell being the uh, John Lester as an example. Right. I don't, I don't think that's, that's uh, apples to apples comparison. And, you know, the other thing to kind of think about, and we talked about this before on the podcast with, um, when we talked about uh, Shohei is the amount of revenue. Yes, you're spending, but how much is he going to bring in? If you bring Blake Snell to the Cubs, Cub fans are going to be excited and all in. But if you bring in Yamamoto, you're bringing in baseball fans, you're bringing in the Japanese market, those, those type of things. You know, how much is that worth? Is the and is there, you know, who knows? I mean, does anybody have any idea? I know we're not specifically talking about him today, but any baseball conversation, I mean, is there a relationship there? Not sure. Right. I mean, is there any kind of recruiting? Could they be a package deal? You know, that, that's what I'm always curious about, but then that you could go the same way with the Mets, right? Like, are they buddies when they play internationally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm sure that these guys all know each other as far as code. I, I just don't know. Uh, yeah. And, I just don't know. And, and, I just don't uh, know who, Suzuki. Right, who's buddies with who, who's buddies with who. Right. We'll see. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I haven't heard, you know, say nothing from Saya, but let's see what happens. 
another 31-year-old left-hander, Dustin, is, is Jordan Montgomery. He had a record of 10 and 11 with a 320 ERA. He started the season with the Cardinals. And you remember there's all that drama about nobody liking to pitch to uh, – Wilson Contreras. Right. When he was traded to Texas, he went four and two with a 2.79 ERA and 11 starts, and one is, was one of the key pitchers in the Rangers World Series winning postseason run. Uh, he was phenomenal in the ALCS for the season. Opposing pitters, hitters hit 2.39 against his changeup and 191 against his curveball. He's 38 and 34 over his career with a 3.68 ERA. Dustin. 31 years old, and, and I don't know if they think he's going to continue to improve under the pitching infrastructure. Again, Bowden does not have the Cubs in on him, and they're predicting five years, $127 million for Montgomery, more money than what they think Blake Snell is going to get. Right, so I have the same answer. My answer is the same. Somebody that's a little bit closer, who believes their window is shrinking, knock yourselves out. Not, not I'm not there yet for the Cubs. Another a guy that has rebounded his career is 34-year-old Sonny Gray, right? And he's bounced around a few teams. He's played the last couple seasons in Minnesota. He the righty went eight and eight with a 2.79 ERA, starting 32 games. Dustin he struck out 183 batters in 184 innings. And I guess when I look at some of these guys, that's what I'm looking at is swing and miss stuff. I, I don't. I'm kind of you know I, I love our defense. Yeah, you're done with the soft contact thing. Right. I, I it, no, I'm not done with it, but it's but like, a little mix, we, right? It, the right. whole staff doesn't have to have uh soft contact. Right. I need a guy that, that is going to miss bats and that plays in in, in, in postseason baseball. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, you know, opposing batters hit just 0.097 against his sweeper, and that's a new pitch that he added to his repertoire. And it's the one that the Cubs love. They've been teaching all their uh pitchers this sweeper and stuff like that. With so you know, he, the um, Bowden has him as three years, $64 million contract, uh, you know, so very similar to what Marcus Stroman would have made this right. year. Right. So just a name, you know, those are kind of the big names when you take a look now, when you talk about obviously Yamamoto, Blake Snell, Montgomery and Gray. There's well, a Gray, couple you know, yeah, Gray. I mean, Gray used to be in the division, right? At one point. Yeah, yeah, he was with the Reds. Right, so he knows the division a little bit. I mean, it, it doesn't like – I mean, I don't think people are going to run and buy season tickets or anything because they signed Sonny Gray, but it, it would be okay. He's also not breaking the bank. No. Now, some other names that are out there, and, and I'm, you know, this is very similar to, uh, you know, with Brandon Woodruff, just another guy I don't think is going to be there, but it was a shocking non-tender by Milwaukee. That was the biggest name out there, right? Yeah, that was the and biggest it might show you it might show you what, what they're thinking. And so with Woodruff, he's out for next year. So basically mm -hmm. you're going to give him a two-year deal, but you're only going to get one year out of it. So that's going to right. affect the price point. Mm -hmm. Marcus Stroman's still out there. You could still re-sign him if you wanted. Uh, that would be probably, but again, another multi-year deal. And I think it's been established. Any rumors on who might be kicking the tires on him? Nothing yet that I've heard. Okay. Okay. Michael Walk is another name, uh, former Cardinal again. I don't know where you're at on that. Um, doesn't do much for me, I guess. The less but, Cardinal is the better up here, in my opinion. And, but there's two names that are former White Sox, and I'm gonna. I, I know what one of your. I know what both your answers are gonna be, but I'm still gonna throw them out there. Lucas Giolito has struggled over the last couple of years. Um, you know, they, there was thought that he was going to be something great. Do you take a flyer on Lucas Giolito, the other guy that had some really good seasons before he got injured? 
a guy who went through a lot of drama at the South side at the beginning of the year. I think, I think the score was involved in some of that too. Uh, Mike Clevenger. Not on the Mully and Haw show anyway. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, Lucas Giolito, um, one year, 12 million prove it deal. I, I'd be down with that. I could, he's 29 I could, too, you know, so I he's could, another, I could, he, I, yeah, I could stomach that. 30. Right. I could stomach that Clevenger. No, thanks. Yeah. So even Clevenger, though again, they major league baseball investigated, he said, she said, I wasn't there. I don't know. I'll just take a pass. Yeah. He's also, so Giolito's 29 Clevenger's 33. So Giolito to me is the youngest of the bunch. Um, Udias would have been 27. Uh, and then like, like it's Tyler Molly, 20, 29, but yeah, a lot of these guys, you know, just don't really pop out and they're definitely not front of the line starters. I don't think anyone wants to go back to Zach Davies or, uh, you know, some of these other guys on yeah, the list that you're just no. like, but Giolito, nah. I think that could be interesting. I mean, the guy, let's put it this way. The guy's a workhorse. Okay. And if you could, and he's got, he's, if he's got something to prove, I think he's a competitor. I think he's a good person. Cubs seem to like their culture right now. So I, I wouldn't be totally opposed to that if that uh, surprises you a little bit. Interesting. All right. I, I, that does surprise me. And so, you know, they're, they're, out of those guys, I think we there's a clear number one in Yamamoto. And then everybody else to me is kind of like a... But I think, you know, Crowley, the thing with Yamamoto, and I know we're not talking hitters yet, but if you go Yamamoto, what's the rest of it look like, right? I mean, that's right. kind of... Because I think every... it go it, You know, it takes like a drastic... You know, if you go Yamamoto, does that mean Pat Wisdom's your DH slash first baseman? Is that what that says? Well, if you added his contract, let's say thirty million, and that would put you at what close to two hundred. Right. You still have thirty-seven million roughly to pay, play with, and that doesn't mean you can't go over. No, it doesn't for mean you can't first, go over. For, you know, if you got it, you, know. you basically still got to build a bullpen. Okay, so let's just say ten million on the bullpen, maybe. Right. Yeah, that seems kind of high. Okay. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. That's okay. It, it's a fun, you know, this is where we get to armchair quarterback, if you will. Right. We get to armchair GM who doesn't, who doesn't like fantasy sports, right? If I was in charge, if it was my, if it was my checking account to write checks out of spending the Ricketts money, what would I do? Who right. doesn't like and, that? And, and again, you know, there's so much to think about and, 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 uh, to me, it's just, like I said, I'm glad to hear the Cubs in the conversation for big, uh, ticket players. That's the only thing I'm happy about. And, and, and hopefully, you know, one, at least two big ticket items is what's on Jed's uh, Thanksgiving list.